Hello, and welcome to the Mel and Mancy podcast, a show where I forgot to eat dinner, but I'm not really hungry, and I'm just going to ride it out and see where this takes us. I'm also six shots of vodka deep. My name is Dylan. And my name is Victim. Those were true facts. Oh, nice. <laughs> I wasn't making that up. Uh, so I logged into my SoundCloud to make sure we were titling this the right episode, which is episode 19, only to discover that episode 18 was 23 days ago. Oops. Whoops. Well, I have an excuse. I have one too, but I don't think mine's as good. Your um, excuse is that I edit the show. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I was in a car accident. <laughs> so at the beginning of November, it was on the 4th of November, in fact, I um, was taking my nephew to preschool and uh, I was stopped in traffic. Pretty typical everyday driving. Uh, there was this big pickup truck that was like going the speed limit. And there was a car in front of him also going the speed limit. That guy like swerved out of the way. And then that guy, his brakes apparently locked up and he, he couldn't slow down at all. And it was too late. Like he just, just crashed right into me and pushed me into the car in front of me. And uh, so my car got riggedy wrecked. I got a, I'm, I'm totally fine. My nephew's fine. No injuries. Uh, he was in the car with me. He's four years old. And so no injuries. And I got a fat settlement from my insurance company, but I didn't pay for gap insurance on my loan when I got the previous car. Now, do you know what gap insurance is, Victim? No. Uh, I was trying to think about what that might be, but no, I have no idea. So gap insurance is a thing that you get for mostly for cars that says if something happens to this thing, uh, this insurance, I pay an extra like what, $8 a month? Or, or so, it's not expensive, but it adds on to your monthly bill for the loan, right? This insurance basically says, oh, if the thing I'm, I bought with this loan, the car, gets destroyed, then I don't have to pay the rest of this loan. That's what gap insurance is. And I was relatively poor in 2016 when I brought my brand new Hyundai Accent because uh, Destiny was like, we wanted a car. We need a new car. We were used to my old one, which was a, like a really big piece of junk, right? And so we were ready to get a brand new car and I I made okay money back then but like it wasn't really enough to get by it was just enough to have some fun right and not starve so it's like yeah we can afford a car payment and the car dealership like they stretched out the loan to like the maximum term so the monthly payment was very small but it was like you're going to be paying for this for many years which means that the the final price is much higher than what's on the sticker because of interest right so it's like they, they want you to do that. You, they want to get you that sweet deal of lower payments because it's like I couldn't afford it any other way. If the payments were any higher, I wouldn't have gotten that car because I didn't have the job I have now back then. If I yeah. did, everything would be fine. And you would have had to cancel your Spotify you know, subscription. So Not my Spotify subscription? <laughs> I know. Oh, but I mean, seriously, the job I have now is literally double what I made before. So it's like it was t it was tight back then. The money right so no i didn't get gap insurance i didn't get anything the only extra thing i got with that car was xm satellite radio which i don't regret i definitely used the crap out of it but it was a new 2016 car like android auto wasn't a thing it didn't have a touch screen or anything fancy it was just like the fanciest newest car you can get that doesn't have a touch screen right it was a bad year to buy a brand new car <laughs> if i had just waited a brand new car would have been a lot nicer yeah really I know this because I replaced my 2016 Hyundai Accent with a 2018 Hyundai Elantra, which is a longer, 
four-door car than my previous four-door car. Like the accent is tiny. It's barely enough space. I got two car seats like for two kids. So like the launcher was required. It was because it's way bigger, but it's still like a normal size car. Yeah. It's not an SUV or anything by any stretch, but, but see, it's like. If you had kept going, you could have gotten an SUV. <laughs> you would have had an obligatory right. Yeah. I mean, it was an SUV in front of me that I crashed into. <laughs> see? The damage on his bumper I mean, was like I couldn't even been tell like it was me. A ton of points. Oh, yeah. It was an old guy, too. <laughs> Dude, extra points. Hell, yeah. <laughs> just throwing some animals for the, <laughs> yeah. the bonus. No, but anyway, I'm just glad it was fine. And I'm glad the people, the, the guy I crashed into and the guy that crashed into me were really chill about it. He didn't, like, drive away. It wasn't a hit and run. The insurance information they gave me was accurate. Because I know a guy who was in a car accident a couple years ago, and the lady that rear-ended him, right, like, clipped the corner of his car, like, he could still drive it, it was fine, but it was a nasty dent, right? He tried to claim it on insurance, and it turns out she had claimed on him, as though he backed into her, and he didn't know until it was happening, because the insurance card she popped out to give to him, to take a picture, right, so he could do his thing, was outdated information, what a bitch. Like, she went and got different insurance with a different company and canceled that one and kept the card so that she could fool people into, like, getting her mad settlements because she fucking rear-ended that guy. And, and he, she was like, oh, he backed into me. It was awful. Uh. They had to use, like, camera dash cam footage to fucking make that go away. But he, he ended up winning, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. good, good. Well, Fuck her. No, uh, he didn't have to pay anything and his insurance thing didn't go up, but he still has that car, no settlement with a big dent in it. So, I mean, yeah, fuck that. Okay. Lady. So he, he, at least it wasn't any worse. It just wasn't any better. Yeah. It's, it's really unfortunate. So, uh, about the scheduling. So basically, uh, we were going to record that week that I got in the car accident. I was like, guys, let's do it next week. Uh, I I'm a mess. A couple days later, I'm still reeling from the accident. I don't want to drive looking at my mirrors. Like, Oh God, I did get a rental car. I'll talk about that later in the meantime, but well, I looked for a car to buy, but so we were going to record that week and we didn't. And then the next week we were going to record. And then, uh, I think you weren't feeling yeah. well when I was, when I was reaching out and I was like, you know, if you're not feeling well, we might as well wait. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure even what happened. I just like had a massive headache. I was like super tired all of a sudden. And like, that's been kind of a constant for me lately. I don't know. I haven't been sleeping well. I'm not going to drag you onto the show. The only time I did that was because I wanted to surprise you with the birth announcement. No, that's fine. <laughs> which if you go back and listen to that episode, it's kind of hard to understand the context because we never went back and explained, I had to drag you guys in to record this because you both wanted to cancel. And then you're like, oh, that makes sense. And it's like, what makes sense? What? So oh, that might be confusing okay, for the audience. Yeah. Well, hey, now there's context. But it makes sense to us. Throwback. Now you have context like 10 episodes later. Uh, but yeah, so basically we canceled last week because I wanted you in top form because I had some friends from shit poster club that wanted to join. And since Sarge isn't here and we're doing this later than normal, I didn't want to bring them in. Uh, but if you guys are listening, I still want to do that. I definitely had enough alcohol today to do it. Uh, but maybe next week, I don't know, maybe yeah. the week after depends on when we record again, but I'll have basically what I'll do is I'll have a standing invite. I'll tell them up front next time. Hey, we're recording. Are you in? And then they'll either join or they won't. Maybe we'll get all three. Uh, why mono and, and trio or maybe we won't which is i should also bring up in the last episode uh, i went on a tangent uh telling sarge about the adventure we had with our with my friend Y from ship poster club about dragon quest but in that episode i didn't call him Y, I i called him mono 
which is the name of the other guy that you haven't met. Ah. Uh. And I didn't skip a beat. I just kept calling him Mono, which is the wrong guy. And I feel really bad about it. Oops. <laughs> it's like, Mono wasn't on our show. It was Y. No, but anyway, all three, Mono, Y, and Trudeau want to be on the show for like a drunk special where there's six of us. It's chaos. And I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to let the recording go. And like the, like, remember the HeroCraft episode we did when we were getting kind of toasty? Yeah. And it was like, I'm just going to edit this later. And it's like, I was like, this is funnier if I don't edit it because we get really drunk by the end. And so I kept it as it was and called it a bonus episode. That's what I was going to do with this. Except I would probably like the next day, like record an intro and record an outro and bookend the unedited audio. That's probably what I'm going to do. And I'm looking forward to it because I don't have to edit anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like a vacation. You're getting drunk and you don't have to work. Yeah. Full disclosure to the audience. We're going to keep this episode short. We're going to fucking try. But that's why we haven't recorded in a bit. And I don't even know when this episode is going to go up because I'm not editing it tonight. And tomorrow is Sunday. I'm back to work now. Like my eight weeks of paternity leave is over. I have to actually work for my money now. Wait, do you mean tomorrow's Monday? No, I have, I have tomorrow off. Oh, I worked uh, Tuesday through Saturday. You mean it's your Sunday. Okay, I get you. Yeah. I worked four tens when I left because we were short staffed and that's just how we managed to cover. Well, see, I'm on a team where I work that does like a 24 hour coverage because like we're like the team that gets called when shit breaks and we like do the incident management where we coordinate fixing the shit. I'm not going to describe it because I don't want to fucking dox myself. You know where I work. Yeah. But like, so that's a 24 hour thing. And then basically when shit isn't broken, I'm free to like program some stuff, work on some projects, meet with some other teams, make connections, right? Like it's really open and awesome. And um, we were working four tens because uh, rather than staffing a swing in a night shift and punishing those poor Americans, uh, we have a follow the sun model where we have an office in the UK and then we have an office in India that they work during their daytimes to cover the American swing and night shift. Ah. So nobody works at night or the late afternoon. However, our team in the UK was short staffed when I started my leave, like just before. So we were working four tens because America had to cover for 10 hours of working day, not eight. So it's like, well, some of us could come in early and late and work eight, like five eights. And we're just like, nah, let's just stay for the whole 10 hours, stagger our people out and do four tens. And we made it work. And four tens is awesome because every weekend is a three day weekend. And two hours extra is not a lot in the grand scheme of a work day. 12 hours is asking for a lot because that's an extra four hours, but an extra two, that's like, it's not bad. So we had it pretty good. But when I returned, it was actually really funny because like I, I got to the office, I got to our old shared space because we had this little like conference room where the table was taken out and they put in desks because we're on the phone all the time, right? So instead of being out in the cube cubicle farm, we were in a, like a conference room because there's like eight of us, right? And like... um I get there and our shit's cleared out. And I'm like, I call my boss. I'm like, is this a prank? Where's everyone? And he's like, oh no, they built out the new floor. Go to floor whatever and uh, this room. And I did. And we have this amazing fucking open space with a locked door, no windows, except to the outside. So none of that shoulder surfing crap by the upper management, nice. right? We can hear them coming. We had enough space to lay out like a little putter golf thing. Uh, we got some Nerf guns. We got four big, like, 60, 70-inch TVs on the wall, which are never used for work-related purposes. Oh, dude, now <laughs> you can work on all of those bots you make. 
<laughs> while at work. With uh, work. No. They can't look over your shoulder. My work will never find out that I made those bots, which I made a flat chest bot, by the way. Like, oh, that's nice. the newest one. It was what Y requested, not Mono, Y. In that last episode, he said, you should make that bot. And I fucking did it. It's my most recent one. There's too many. Uh, it's it's so satisfying, though. Like, I have all the bots logged in on my phone on one of my, my Fediverse apps. And, like, sometimes I'll scroll through and see, like, who liked what, who retweeted what, who replied. And, like, I'll favorite their replies so they know that I saw it. And it's, like, it's really gratifying. I shepherd the boners, man. Like, God damn it. I know what they want, and I provide what the people need. Dude, you sound like a prostitute. <laughs> or an e-cam e girl or whatever. I know, right? But, like, it's like, oh, you like... uh. You like girls with horns in their head? You like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles? I got you covered. Yeah, and you open up your big-ass trench coat. Yeah, go with you. Go with you. What do you need? <laughs> like the sketchy yeah. watch salesman or the, the weapon guy from Resident Evil. What are you buying? What are you selling? What are you jacking to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, my work doesn't need to know about that. It started off as an innocent hobby. Like the first bot I made, which is currently down because that instance is down. I'm probably going to move it soon. The Nier bot didn't have any loot fan art in it, except the stuff that is naturally kind of loot because it's fucking Nier Automata, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, that game has some serious gravity to its plot that very quickly into the game, you totally forget that, wait, why are they all in maid outfits? Like, the thought never crosses your mind again, right? Well, you can just chalk it up to them being built by humans and meant to serve humans. Boom. Maids. Yeah, but... The first place you go to is this resistance camp full of androids built by humans that don't dress in maid outfits. It's like, mm, I don't know, man. It's because they're not cool enough. It may cross your mind at the beginning, but it immediately drops out of your uh, awareness because it's like you don't even notice it at some point. I just chalk it up to Japan. It's pretty easy to write off. Right. Some of the good fan art of that game is naturally kind of suggestive, uh, but I didn't have any outright porn in it or anything crazy or nudity until later. <laughs> because I developed a way uh, to tag some of the images and not all. So I was able to keep a list of the stuff that's like really not safe for work and not safe for work tag those images. So that way I don't upset the people following the bot because posting untagged unsafe for work material is frowned upon. So it started off innocent and it got devious. And then I started making bots that are always lewd the whole time. And it's like, what am I doing? Dude, you're falling down the rabbit hole. I know. Like you've seen the list, you, the, the categories oh, yeah. that I, I've come up with. You should see the Discord server where people crowdsource the images to me. <laughs> but that's besides the point. So I went back to work. I have my own desk, which I immediately decorated with pictures of my two sons and a plushy flying spaghetti monster. I have a plushy caco demon in the mail, which I will then also put on my desk. It's kind of funny. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I, I use the caco demon on all my pictures everywhere now. Did yeah. you notice that? So there's a story behind that. So... For a long time, all my pictures everywhere, including for my social media accounts, like on, on, like on uh, Shitposter Club, it was that comic book concept art that Mike drew, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, you know, <laughs> you and our friend Tret uh, and Mike were going to make a webcomic based loosely on our shenanigans in that Minecraft hardcore RPG oh. server that we sl somehow explained to why while uh, slightly That wasn't drunk. Mike. That was, that was me and Trip. Oh, Trip or uh, Mike was drawing. Uh, no, no. Trip was drawing. It was, it was going to be Trip and me. Oh. Uh, Mike wanted to do one prior to that, but he didn't 
really work with us on it. And then he ended up doing like a, a couple one-offs and just released those instead. Well, that's where my profile picture came from. Yeah. Was those one-offs and early attempts. Uh, and I know you guys intended to keep the look because I really liked the horn helmet with the casual garb because I watched a lot of sexual lobster at the time. And it kind of, it was like the goose man appeal. Yeah. You know, like a shirt and a tie, but he's wearing like a helmet with horns on it. Like what? Like it was cool. And I liked it. And it was uniquely me. Nobody else was going to use this picture because it's a picture of me. Right. Uh, except with a horn helmet on. Right. And I use that picture everywhere, including Ship Poster Club. And then uh, one day uh, it becomes clear to me that um, Ship Poster Club, the software that it uses, supports GIF profile pictures, moving GIFs. Uh-huh. You don't you don't have to pay for fucking Discord Nitro or any bullshit like that. It's just there. Twitter does right? too, but I don't know how to get it. I have no idea how to do it. I'm sure they do. But the point was is that uh that spinning caco demon I've always adored because like it would pop up in 4chan threads where like they'll they'll like spoiler the image, but it's not a spoiler, right? Yeah. And sometimes it'll just be like a, a caco demon spinning like ridiculously fast. Like whoever created that gif. Just took all the frames of the caco demon spinning around and like made it go as fast as possible. And um, for a short time uh, before that crazy furry mess with Discord, I did pay for Discord Nitro, and I thought it was cool to have that avatar because it didn't spin until you hovered over something I typed. And the default was the first panel where it's looking straight ahead. Yeah. So it looks like it's not a moving avatar until you hover, and it's like whoa. I miss having my Pyrag animated one where she's sipping tea. I miss it too. I know you still have that as your picture, but yeah. it doesn't animate yeah, anymore. I'm not, like again, the, the whole furry fiasco, dude. I, I can't do it. It's not worth giving Discord any money. Like I don't really care about furries. They of they themselves. I, I, you know, we could get into a topic of like the community at large and why it's toxic as fuck. But I'm not gonna like you know witch hunt or like you know go looking for it. Don't care. What I do care is I'm being giant fucking hypocrites about it though. That's what I hated. Yeah, like, you don't have to convince me, man. I get it. I know you're talking about the viewers, yeah. though. But, like, so I, I get along with plenty of furries on the internet uh, and years ago in person. Uh, however, it is a fractured community. They will not deny this. Yeah. And there are splinter groups in this community that are abhorrent. And it's like, that's the kind of people the Discord people yeah. are. <laughs> or at least a chunk of them. But actually, that's funny because that reminds me of something. Um, uh, I haven't had a chance to tell anyone about this actually. So I don't know why, but for the past couple of days, Twitter has been randomly like pushing trends for furries. So there was like Furry Appreciation Day or something like that. I'm like, right, what the fuck is this? So I click on it to see like why is this trending? Is it somebody memeing? Is it trolling? What is this? Um, no, it seemed like it was relatively tame stuff. I was like, oh okay. I scroll down one tweet. The second tweet down. And I'm like, I recognize this guy. I was, I'm pretty sure I found an old friend of mine um, who came out as gay and furry back in like early high school. Like he was one of my Xbox friends. I was oh like, man! And like he didn't have any of the same names or anything like that. But it, I, I swear to God, it was his face. I was like, what the fuck, dude? I didn't reach out because I, I was too embarrassed. I was like, no, dude, I, I can't. But like, yeah, it was really surprising. I was like, that that's got to be him. It looks exactly like I'm identical. That's wild, man. I have a similar story. So there was this guy that lived in the apartment complex that means Sarge lived in when I was young, right? So he, this guy was like three years older than me, which means two years older than Sarge. Same age as my older sister, right? And like, he was weird. But like, he was friendly and I was too nice of a dude to like turn him away. 
because he kept inserting himself in our adventures with the other neighborhood kids because everyone that was our age or close in that apartment hung out together and played outside, right? Because yeah, we're I mean, young, I think right? most kids are like that unless they are reclusive at a, young, at a very young age, I suppose. Yeah, like think about it. Like I met Sarge when I was yeah. 10. <laughs> he was 11, right? So, I mean, that was a long fucking time ago. And when you're 10 and 11, you're not going to give a shit if you're going to play with an 8-year-old or a 12-year-old, right? Like you're so close together that it's like it's whatever, right? And we all went over to each other's houses and played video games and played outside. I conveniently had a large collection of uh, plastic swords from Halloween over the years. Uh, even if it didn't go with my costume, I always asked my mom for them because I always thought they were cool. Right? It's actually how I, I became friends with a lot of these people because I moved in and uh, there were people outside. And I was like, hey, you want to play? And uh, I don't remember how it went because I can't even remember. But all I remember is basically I approached these strange kids and... Uh, I happened to have a collection of weapons, so uh, we got them out and started hitting each other, and it was amazing. So uh, this guy uh, inserted himself along with the rest, and he was kind of weird. I stopped talking to him after he stole like $100 out of my room that my dad Oof. had given me for like a yearly, like, here's a bunch of money. Don't spend it all in one place, because <laughs> kids don't, right? $100 is a lot yeah. in like that year for a kid, so... But without a shadow of a doubt, that guy stole that fucking money, right? And I never hung out with him after that. That was like the, the nail in the coffin. I'm like, hey, all my other friends, like there's a lot of tension when he's around because it's like he's weird. And I really wish Sarge was here to like tell the story because I'm sure he's got plenty of stories about this creepy fucking dude, right? But like he was like related to um, my best friend, right? Who was also a, a resident of this apartment complex, but he was only there to see his dad on the weekends and sometimes during the week, uh, whereas his mom lived in Everett, which is uh, another town very far away in the same state. Uh -huh. um, but it's we're talking like a three hour drive, right? So it's no small feat for him to come out and visit. So the, the sometimes some parts of the year, the visits were infrequent. But when he was here, it was a blast because we were like best friends. He spent more time with me than his dad. Yeah, I had a friend like that, too. He had a falling out with his dad later in life. So it, it was for the best. <laughs> yeah. But um. This guy, the creepy guy, was related to my best friend here. And uh, in a way that um, my best friend's dad, who is the only reason I know him, um, is dating the mom of the creepy guy, right? So yeah. they have this weird, like, sort of stepbrother, not bound by a law relationship where they deal with each other a lot, but they don't get along and they don't have to, right? Uh, turns out, um, I think he got, like, kicked out or something, or he left home and then his mom went through his computer and found like tons of gay porn. This was in like the early 2000s where that was super taboo. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. What? And that, that's a stereotype of furries too, funny enough. I know. Because I know in today's day and age, like you see like a picture of like a dude. It's like, is it a dude? Yeah. And is it wrong? No. Back then it was for many. This is, this is why OK Boomer is a popular meme these days. Yeah, right. Really? Because, you know, times were different back then. Nowadays, you know... I don't even flinch when I see male genitalia <laughs> when flipping through pictures in my feed. I mean, to be fair, back then I didn't either because once you saw meat spin once or twice, it was kind of, you're kind of desensitized to it. Right. But like that stuff's gross. Like lemon party, that's gross, right? Oh, but, oh no. Yeah. It doesn't stop being gross. It's just, you just don't care anymore. You're like, oh, this again. Cool. Like the, 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 the un unsolicited 
male genitalia you see in uh, random images in your your timelines in various places today is very different. When a random woman I'm following decides, oh, hey, this stupid idiot sent me a dick pic. Here, everybody laugh at him. It's like, cool, I really wanted to see that. Thank you. Right. Like, it's just, it's not the same thing these days. And it's like, I don't even care. Like, if this happened, like, if I was a kid in 2019 and the same thing happened, I wouldn't have cared. Nobody would have cared. It would have been insignificant, right? Because times have changed. Times have changed and so have people. Uh, But this guy was an asshole and a creep, regardless of what they found on his computer. And my mom ran into this person later uh, who has changed the name uh, and goes by feminine pronouns and has more piercings than I can count and works as a manager at Burger King. Good for that person. Still stole $100 from me. Fuck off. Burn in hell. Yeah, yeah. Nothing changes them being a thief. Right. Exactly. Uh, but it's funny because it's like... Well, I guess unless they stop being a thief and become a better person. now, I don't know. But aside from that... If if that person didn't have the same last name, I don't think my mom would have spotted that it was that guy from before. Ah, oh, okay. Which is kind of funny how that works out. But this is besides the point. And obviously he does not represent all people who share things in common with him. Except maybe thieves because thieves are assholes. <laughs> Sounds sounds about right. But I'm sure he had a wild life. And I mean, his parents probably didn't support him because, you know, they thought finding gay porn in his computer was like awful, like catastrophic discovery. So I can't imagine how difficult coming out as trans would be for such a person. Probably went really bad. (laughs) That's besides the point. So what were we talking about before? Oh, yeah. So I got in a car accident. (laughs) I'm back to work now. I work a different schedule. I have my own desk. Life is pretty good. Uh, but I think the plan is, um, I'm going to edit it. We're going to record an episode and I'm going to edit an episode. So I'm thinking it's going to be every two weeks we record and I ship them out as soon as I can. Like I'm thinking not next Sunday, but the Sunday after we should record again, whether I finish this episode or not, I'm pretty sure I will, but circumstances may prevent. So I'm thinking we just keep recording and I'll just poop out the episodes as fast as I can with the material. I think that's what we're going to do because it's important to maintain a schedule for recording, but it's also important to maintain a schedule for releasing, but I don't have that luxury. I'm just going to release them when they're done. Yeah. I mean, that sounds fine to me. Yeah. So long as, you know, I'm, I'm alive. Yeah, and so long as, you know, no creep from my past steals a hundred dollars out of my room. <laughs> or, you know, some, someone from your old, one of your old classes burns your house down. I know. Seriously. What's the deal? So I'm playing a video game right now. Because you never log out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I am right now, but normally I'm not. Yeah. So last episode, you were talking about how Arcage was the bee's knees and the queue times were so long that you just couldn't turn your computer off. Uh, yep. What's what's changed? You're obviously still playing it, but how is it? So I have some new gripes. Like I know last time I talked about Arcage. Um, you really sung his praises. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. That that's it's still good. They 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 haven't brought anything in that's remotely pay to win i mean unless you account like people buying alts but like that's inevitable and it can happen in pretty much any game so it's not really their problem as much like sure they could try to ban people for it or block people for it but like then you run into risk of like hurting people that want to play with their friends at their at their place you know land parties and what have you so it's mm-hmm. what that, that's that's just a shitty circumstance of, of, of gaming on the internet you know, it's not their fault exactly. But there's been people that have been uh, real money trading and other shit, uh, and they finally started banning them. Like they're, they're they're getting banned, and you can see it in real time, and it's fucking hilarious watching a dude who spent like thousands of dollars on gold just get 
like not only did he get banned, but his gear is deleted. So even if he gets damn, unmanned, he is fucked. So yeah, there's that. It's like why come back at that point? Yeah, really. He might as well just start anew. I mean, it's not like he. I mean, he already spent a thousand dollars. What's another twenty six? But yeah. Aside Damn. from that, though, um, they removed this thing called the Arch Pass, which uh, used. I don't know if you still play Apex Legends, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure pretty much everyone listening and you as well know what a battle pass is. It's basically yeah. what it is. It's a battle pass. It was their way of making money. Now that it's not pay to win, they were going to put cosmetics and non like uh, pay to win ish items in there, as well as there's the free pass, which gives actual good <laughs> items that you want. So it was supposed to be like a way of supplementing the economy in a way. And they had to remove it because there was a bunch of exploits with it, um, a bunch of issues and a bunch of bugs and some things that weren't exploits, but they were unintended like usages. And it was just a huge shitstorm. But when they removed it, they removed some things from the game that you you, you could get. So like um, like things to help you with like your crafting or coins that you could use to buy like items that they had removed from the pay to win, but made us of the like daily login things. Although it's not a login, it was through this pass. Mm-hmm. Once it was removed, they had to find a way to give that shit to us, and they fucked it up twice before eventually getting it to work. But the pass is still gone, and the reason why it's it's actually starting to piss me off. Like I actually I hate feeling entitled. I hate it. It's like the worst feeling in the entire world because I I know it's it's just not. I, I it makes me look like a giant fucking idiot most times. But I paid money for this. I feel like I'm at least a little bit entitled. I paid for the premium pass, which would be I think it's about ten or fifteen dollars American. Mm-hmm. I got it as part of the bundle I bought, but it still technically was money. It, it is a, a chunk of the bundle I bought. And they haven't given us anything except for the stuff that we were going to get anyways through the free pass. So anyone that bought the premium pass is literally just shit out of luck. We didn't Damn. get any of the cosmetics we were promised. We didn't get any of the end rewards that we were promised. Um, there's tons of little coin things we were supposed to get. And we just didn't get any of it. And they haven't talked about it at all. They're just like, oh no, it's coming back. We're We're testing it. It's like, yeah, but the pass in five days from now is when the pass was supposed to originally end. Now, obviously, they're going to extend it and or probably just restart it or something. I'm sure we're not like fucked on it. The, but the point is, is that like in five days time, I would have had at least one of the passes done, if not two of them. And they're not going to give me those rewards. I'm not going to get those. Like, That's in, in, kind of bullshit. I, I'm like... going to have to wait until they implement it again. And it's just like I paid real money for that. I think they owe me if not the items they owe me back my credits i would like yeah. i'd be fine if they just gave me the items like that that shouldn't be too hard a thing to do let us claim the items from like what whatever like the three passes were you only claim one i don't think that would be too hard they already got a one and done claim set up uh at the moment so i just i don't see like what the problem would be well you know you could have spent that 10 to 15 bucks on instead what's that age of empires to definitive edition holy shit did you see my video yes it looks really so good. for those listening i bought i pre-ordered in fact aoe 2h or aoe 2 definitive edition because we all in melomancy played hd edition it's one of my most played games on steam second only to warframe because of course right a lot of fucking hours though and a lot of that was actual in-game time. Like, I didn't leave the game on overnight ever. Like, I just have that many hours in AoE 2. Yeah. Weird that I never got better. I but, think I think you did. I think it's just that we all were getting better at different paces. So you probably, like... You were getting better-er. Yeah. Yeah. Like, also, like, it's not the kind of, like, strategy that I'm used to. Like, I'm more used to, like, 
Command and Conquer has similar, like each unit is a is a clickable thing, but like the later ones kind of dropped it a little bit. Like squads of people were like five strong, but like I've always struggled with that. And some people excel like in Melomancy with the with the micromanaging of an army of individual units. Um, whereas I was really fucking good at like Dawn of War Soulstorm, the best version of Dawn of War, by the way, Dawn of War Soulstorm, where you have squads that you each unit is a squad, uh, which may contain a single unit and you have all these abilities like you can like it's like they all have abilities like a like a MOBA, the ones that are like just squads of dudes, you can like reinforce them to make them bigger than when they spawned. Like I was really good. It at was that basically game. simpler Starcraft, really. I'm when I say simpler, yeah, but in a like, way, yes. I guess it was simpler and then there wasn't like a, a progression to the match so much. It was, it was more refined, I think. Because yeah. cause Starcraft had the same problem where every individual unit is a clickable entity. And uh, Starcraft limited how many you can have in a control group as well. Whereas in Dawn of War, like you can have 10 squads of space screens. That's your whole uh, unit cap of units. But like those 10 squads of space screens is 100 dudes because you've reinforced them to 10 strong. Well, eight strong with a leader and another guy. And it's like, holy shit. That's a huge fucking squad. Yeah. That's 10 huge fucking squads. How did you turtle hard enough to get that many? Why aren't you fighting? And then you lose because you're an idiot. <laughs> but, you know, I was really good. I had that game down. Like, I. I put more time into that game than anything, and I was pretty good at Command and Conquer as well. AoE, it's like it's all the challenges of StarCraft and Command and Conquer with a single unit management, alongside the added complication of StarCraft having builders, alongside its own complication of having all teams require housing, except that one, and other just building related upgrades that didn't translate to other RTS games. So it's like this other thing you got to remember to do. Like, I got better, but you guys are, like, way fucking better at it than I am. So, I recorded a video of me playing it because I saw the screenshots and I saw, like, the trailers. And it's like, oh, this looks cool, but it looks just like AOHD. Then I bought it and installed it. And holy fuck. Like, the menu was crisp. Everything was fresh. Playing it was a joy. A visual festival for the eyes. Like... I didn't expect it to look as good as it did and still images and screenshots don't do it justice. That's why it's like, okay, I need to record like a skirmish and like upload it as an unlisted YouTube video and just let people in Melomancy watch it because I could sing its praises and I could show you screenshots and you would probably roll your eyes and not care. I mean, you probably would care, but like, would you be impressed? Maybe not seeing it in motion though. Big fucking difference. Yeah. Like, I had to share that with you guys. And, you know, for 10 to $15 that you got scammed on for Arcade, you could have bought that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll eventually still get it. Most of the reason why I haven't bought it yet is just because um, SSD and graphics card. And if I can, I want to fit in some RAM. But I should be fine. To, I, I should have some extra money on, like around Christmas time to just, like, throw at something. Um, I want to get a new game for stream too, though. So try to balance things out a little bit. That's fair. But speaking of streaming, um, not streaming specifically, but I also, I kind of wish Sarge was here. Cause this is more something that he could do. Cause he has a lot more disposable income than you do. Um, but so my brother-in-law whose house I live in, you, you know, the story, he got an HTC Vive headset. And so 
another reason I didn't necessarily want to record yesterday, or not yesterday, last week, Sunday, was because I had just moved my desk to make room for the VR headset. Basically, we switched spots where our desks works. We still sit next to each other, but I'm in the corner of the room, and he's like where I was, which was like in the corner, but like there's a wall on one side, and on the other side is the fireplace, which isn't a wall. Like you can see the other side of the room, but it's a logical corner for feet of desk, right, in the floor plan of the room. So he moved his there so that way um, we can run a long HDMI cable from his computer into the TV that's in that other side of the room. Cause this is a, like a living room sized basement, right? Yep. Like this basement is underneath their actual living room upstairs and the kitchen. So it's basically those two floors, four plans combined into one room is this. So essentially we, I got rid of my giant bean bag. It will be missed. Uh, my sister-in-law's borrowing it. It's fine. Uh, and we moved a bunch of shit out of the way. And we have a VR space, got the HTC Vive. Like, have you ever had one of those on your head? No. Oh, well, yes, actually. I had I had one once, but it was due, it was in a um, uh, short film shoot mm-hmm. I was in. And it was just for prop, basically. So I, I wasn't using it. I just had it on my head. Oh, yeah. But, like, everyone jokes about VR being a meme and uh, being a dead sort of gimmick. Kind of like the PlayStation Move which ironically is used for Sony's version of VR, ironically. But once you put that headset on and you go through the menu, you can see the controllers in your hand when you look down, right? Like you see the outline of the controllers in perfect graphics. Like it looks like the controllers you'd see with your eyes. And the tracking is so good. You can like move that. You can't can't see your fingers, obviously, but you just see the controllers floating there where your hands are. You can like touch them together at like super accuracy because the vibe controller has like this ring on the top with like these weird start parts that jut out fully rendered in this little view and you can like touch them and slide them across like it's accurate like that's what sold me on vr no game it was just the menu it's like holy shit it can see that damn and our next door neighbor that inspired us to get a vr system has his own he has like the new one like the newest one i think from valve or something it can see your fingers Okay. Like that's, that's pretty fancy. Good. I mean, I know you can get a full body tracker. Uh, oh, yeah. And VR chat have used them for well since it's existed really, but mm. yeah. And I've seen them in uh, videos for beat saber. Cause uh, we only got it for beat saber to be quite honest. I mean, there's other things looking forward to like, um, half-life Alex, which is not half-life three. It is a prequel, but it is a VR shooter that looks really good. Like having worn a VR headset and experienced of some VR games more than just beat saber. I've played the others, but like beat saber is what we keep coming back to also that, that and the other games we played at the neighbor's house, <laughs> whereas beat saber we have here. So I'm sold that it can work, right? I, and I'm looking at the trailer. I see the trailer for half-life Alex in a new light because I know roughly from the look of the trailer, how that's going to feel playing. And I think it's going to be amazing. I was, I wouldn't have said that, a few months ago before I had first tried VR, but holy shit, Beat Saber. I've seen videos of people online. They're using the full body tracker too, right? Because what they do to record their stream, right? They take like a camera, like they, they make a camera that is behind and above them that shows you the Beat Saber game and their person just standing there in whatever stupid VR chat avatar they have, right? Swinging the swords. And the camera doesn't bob with the head, right? 
And it's like, it's weird. You can see like a third person perspective of someone playing Beat Saber through the internet. Like that is such a cool perspective. There's plenty of videos online of just the first person. I'm trying to play yeah. Beat Saber. Here you go. Right. And I appreciate that too. But like, I know what you're talking about. And it's crazy. It's fucking insane. And Beat Saber is a lot of fun, especially when you mod it to add custom songs. Because I am paying for that shit. <laughs> There's only so many songs you can pay for, but people keep making custom songs. I don't know what the hell Vinland Saga is or whatever the fuck anime that is, but the opening theme is really hard to play. I, yeah. Fuck, you just reminded me I haven't seen that yet. I need to watch it. So, I, was hoping, I was hoping you had heard of it or had seen it because so I was kind of joking. Do you know what Vinland I, is? No. Vinland what is, is what the Vikings referred to. And they referred to it as a land, but we don't know where it was specifically. However, there's a lot of proof now that that is fucking New Brunswick, where I live in Canada. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so it's literally an anime about where I live. Fuck all of you. I hadn't, Hardly any of you have an anime about where you live. That's right, viewers. That's right. But yeah, no, it's really good. Regardless of my jokes, it's apparently supposed to be like, it was, it was, it's as good as Jojo for a lot of people, but not because it's good, good comedy, but because it's just good. It's all order. Cause you know, I just finished Stardust Crusaders not long ago and I've started Diamond is Unbreakable and holy shit. Like now that I've watched through part three, I feel entitled to watch some couple year old YouTube videos, people talking about Jojo and why they like it, which only makes me appreciate it in new lights that I didn't originally understand. Yeah. Because, you know, some of the references go over my head and uh, there's a lot of places that reference that's it's that's a meme in itself. Like, is that a Jojo reference? <laughs> Shut up. Right. Like it's referenced in so many places that it's like everywhere. And it's funny yeah. when people point it out, but it's like it's so influential because it's been been written since the 80s. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't watch another anime without seeing it. You you can go watch a little cutesy Moe romance fucking i don't know it could be about two girls wanting to like get it on and you could probably find a fucking jojo reference in it it's it's just everywhere it's wild it's like i didn't expect to be so influential and it's great because i know the anime started running in 2012 the written material the manga started in 1980 something right so it's like it took a while for it to be adapted and there was one adaptation i heard about i i saw some footage it looks bad yeah, I think there was like a really early one. Yeah, like in '93. Yeah, I mean it was same same things with like Arslan. I mean, technically, Fullmetal Alchemist, if you want to look at it that way, but that's a bit different. Mm-hmm. But like, they found a studio that will make it in 2012. That's still making it now. That is faithfully adapting the source material. That's what everyone seems to say. And I I only just now downloaded Phantom Blood onto my phone, the the manga, right? Yeah. So like, I'm going to start reading it, but. I've heard that the anime from I think David Productions was the name like is super faithful. Like that's why everyone like old fans of the manga love it and new fans adore it because it captures everything that there is to love about the original manga. Obviously, the manga will probably have more details in it. Yeah, they they definitely do skip things. I mean, part one is really rushed from what I hear. Um, Part two Mm. is, I think, not as rushed, but it's there's probably some things that are missing. I heard the manga was rushed for part one as well. Yeah. And I also heard that the, the guy writing it and, and drawing it got better over time. Yep. And a lot of people like to give him shit about like forgetting about things and blah, 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 which I think he does forget about Hamon a little bit. 
Um, mm-hmm. But like, there's actually funny enough. There's a dude on YouTube who's literally dedicated his channel to disproving people's, you know, like uh, claims that he forgot something or this isn't explained or it's a loophole. It's not whatever. And he oh. literally fucking decimates these people. And I'm like, dude, how are you? Like, how did I miss this? Even I was like, oh, well, no, I actually thought that was a plot hole, but it isn't. What the fuck? Um, nice. Like, Those have been recommended to me on yeah. YouTube, but I haven't clicked on one yet. I think I will. I haven't finished part four, obviously, and that's all Hulu has. Part five, I know, is already out, but like, I don't have access to it. Yeah, I'm just um, watching it on Crunchyroll. I, I was originally watching it on uh, Netflix, but they only have uh, part one and two. Right. But like, I, I fucking love Hulu, man. Like, people really underestimate hulu it's a lot better than people make it seem it's definitely second to netflix but if you even consider netflix still good i mean i feel like netflix is fine i feel like netflix gets a lot of hate but netflix is fair fair quality i'd say hbo was probably like was originally what top tier quality was but netflix is definitely caught up i'd even say mm-hmm. hbo has gone downhill oh for sure especially like with the last episode i i ragged on Watchmen. i still haven't seen it because it's an insult, its existence is an insult to the original work and its creator. Um, but they're they're making that one, and uh, I do enjoy listening to YouTube contrarians, the ones that are really worried about getting demonetized. Yeah, uh, just like shit on it, so I don't have to. It makes me feel good inside because I will never watch it because it's wrong. But they already did because they want my clicks and in my viewership. It's a symbiotic relationship, you see. <laughs> I know what they're doing. They're just trying to get views, covering a controversial subject, which is e- easy pickings for them because it's probably bad. And even if it was like the bee's knees, if it was the next best thing, it's still an insult to the original work, even if it was good. And nothing will ever change that. So it's like, I'm okay with them shitting on it because it's like, you know, it's it's like, uh, it's kind of like shitting on Nazis uh, 10 years ago. It's like, they're this universal bad guy that, I mean, obviously they still are, but it's meaningless now because it's overdone. Yeah, it's been done to shit, yeah. Four, they're just the safe enemy, which brings me to another point. So uh, I think it was the last episode or the episode before. I talked about uh, Modern Warfare, right? And um, I think they got banned in Russia. Like, uh, so, uh, one of, so I mentioned in the last episode that Call of Duty Modern Warfare really tried hard on their campaign. Like, they, they had a try-hard effort, <laughs> so to say. One of the things that they did was um, they, and I, I tried to say this last time, but I kept getting interrupted. But basically, they took this fictitious country in this fictitious land that doesn't exist, and they mirrored events in which America was the bad guy, but put Russia as the bad guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're supposed to feel patriotic about it. Like, there's an entire episode dedicated to the Iraq Highway of Death, but it's not in Iraq. It's in this fictional country. And, oh, the Russians made it what it is. It's like, no, no, America did that. And they killed a lot of innocent people there, right? But, no, it's Russia. Because Russia is, along with Nazis in some ways today, uh, they are the safe bad guy. Like, nobody's going to cancel you over your choice of bad guy if you pick Russia. Yeah, I think, isn't it like, um, I don't want to, like, paint sides but there if, if we were to if we were to for a moment isn't one side like you're all nazis and the other you're all commies that's that's generally the i don't know at least that, maybe that's not generally but that's that's like our perception that i've noticed 
Yeah, w- one thing the history classes in my high school experience left out was that um, uh, there was a capitalist revolution in Russia, like when the USSR fell and it became the country of Russia, not the USSR. And it's really not that different from America. Like it's a capitalist nation with electric officials. Yeah, really. Whether or not you believe their elections are fair because they keep electing the same people, which is a little suspicious. I mean, we've we, we got a little bit of proof that it's, it is definitely sketchy, but yeah, either way. It's sketchy, but people who live in Russia will say that, you know, they got a lot of boomers on their hands that are super like orthodox religious and, you know, they are fine with the way things are yeah. and they're a big voting block. So those people might actually be winning legit. Like it's entirely possible. Yeah. It, it's just very well known that Putin, I forget the, the previous dude's name, but it's very well known that Putin is there because he's the only person that can defend him basically from what he hid the crimes that he did. Right. Um, which are publicly known. I'm pretty, I, don't, I don't know them offhand, but yeah, which is definitely where conspiracy theories could arise. So there is evidence that he's definitely there for a purpose rather than being voted in. But that doesn't also mean that he didn't get voted in as well. Right. So as aesthetically pleasing and cool uh, as Soviet iconography is, the whole communist thing, it, it's really not the yeah. case. They're, they're just like uh, discount America. I'm not even sure if you can call China communist anymore. I think they call themselves communist, but I really don't even know if that's like a fair statement. Yeah, I'm because I mean they they work. I mean the idea everyone works in a communist society like that doesn't go away, but it's just the government owns everything. And in China, the government probably does own everything, but you know, I the, the government in China doesn't support the lives of all yeah, their, I mean, their people. Another thing too, like a, a more like closer to home, Canada is considered a commonwealth still. So. Like that, that is, we are a something commonwealth, but we're not, that's, that's not what we are. That doesn't make sense. Or like when people say that, um, uh, America is a democratic nation. No, you guys are a democratic Republic. It's a Republic. It's, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. there's all these words and they go together and they describe one another and whatnot, but generally people don't care. They just go with a word that they heard or were told and whatever. I mean, it doesn't yeah. really matter at the end of the day, cause that, the country's going to be run the way they want to be run anyways, but it's just words. It's not that big of a deal, but for modern warfare, they got banned in Russia for Oops. sales, hilariously, uh, because Russia is a safe bet for a bad guy. I mean, they could have used Nazis, but that's really overdone, and they're making a modern game. And um, just it's resurrected Hitler, dude. He's back to kick some ass. Nazi zombies is overdone, and neo Nazis are not interesting nor numerous, as some may lead you to believe. They're definitely real, but like, they're not an interesting villain. Especially in a modern warfare kind of game where it's like, you know, you need a foreign power to be your bad guy. Like, otherwise you're just fighting terrorists all day and it's like, that's boring. <laughs> the, the cartoon, or the cartoon, the, the story was still cartoonishly silly. Anyway, like they tried to be deep. They tried to be shocking. They tried to evoke emotions from you. They tried to make you sad. They tried to make you angry. And it's like, no, no, it's not that good. But God damn it, they tried. Uh, but I brought it up because I, I didn't get to like really explain that one in the last episode. I, I was listening back over. It was like, I didn't get to that point. Yeah. That was a good point. But it's like, I still play Modern Warfare. The multiplayer is getting better. I'm surprised you haven't bought it yet. I mean, it's expensive. Oh, it's taller no for you. 80 bucks. <laughs> and also the hard drive space. I don't even, I'm on my Linux partition right now. I couldn't tell yet, but it's a lot of fucking memory. There was a 20 gig update yesterday. Damn. For a balancing patch that added like two Spec Ops maps. Nobody plays Spec Ops. Um, no one gives a shit about Spec Ops. Actually, speaking of playing games, though, Dylan, 
Have you played anything else lately? What else have I played? There's um, a specific game that came out that I'm. I would be surprised if you haven't played it. And if you haven't, I'm kind of curious as to why not. Uh, okay, hit me. What what game is that? Talk, talking about Death Stranding. Death Stranding came out. I still don't want to plug my PS4 in. To okay. be quite honest, I like, do you own no. it though? Uh, so it is definitely okay. something I would be interested in buying. However, um, I just my my PS4 is first gen. Most of the games I own choke on that old hardware because you know they they update the models as they go, right? Yeah, I had the same problem with my PS3. I had a first gen PS3 because I was an early adopter, and then by the time the like like Dragon Card Three came out, the end of the PS3's life. Yeah, Dragon Card Three had frame rate problems, but if you had a first gen PS3, it was almost unplayable. I couldn't even finish Dragon Card Three. I YouTube the rest, like it was unplayable. I have a feeling Death Stranding would be the same way. Maybe not, but like. I'm not going to plug my PS4 in like I hear the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible with all Sony products. So, yep. you know, maybe I'll just get it on PS5. I I would be willing to do that. It looks fun. It looks weird, but it looks fun. Now, I won't spoil anything for you or the, or our viewers. I haven't played it either. To be fair, I don't own it either. But I watched, um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on stream, but um, the Girlfriend Reviews channel. I love that channel. It's so um, good. Oh, it's so good. If anyone listening, it's like, I think it's called Girlfriend Reviews. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a YouTube channel by this girl. I don't even know if she told us her name. But she has a boyfriend, and she reviews video games based on if you were to watch your significant other play it and, like, backseat game with them, basically. Which yeah. I deeply relate to, because that's something Destiny used to do. Like, um, one, one of the things we did when uh, we first got our own place was uh, I played through a bunch of like classic games that I liked like uh, Final Fantasy 7, 8, Legend of Dragoon and uh, she watched the whole thing and like had input where possible like I think we played through all the Metal Gear games as well and like that was a really cool experience it was way better than playing them alone and so I deeply relate to this channel yeah but there, she did something different this time instead of it being like a review of that uh, she actually just decided to kind of explain, like, I, I'm not sure if I can find, like, the right terminology to, to, to kind of, like, describe it, but she didn't really review the game. She didn't say, this is good, this was bad, this was fun to, for me to watch, blah, blah, blah. She kind of just dove into, like, the meat of it. And it wasn't even really a review either. She wasn't, like, saying anything, like, on an objective scale of, like, whether it was good or not. She just, I guess it was more like an opinion piece with facts, like, layered about. And I haven't played it. I've only seen a cursory amount of gameplay and it's not much of a spoiler, but I think it deserves game of the year like handily because it's basically reverse dark souls. And you have a magic backpack that turns water into monster energy. Where do I buy that? Oh my God. <laughs> it is so, and I mean, so fucking amazing. The concept that they have playing. I'm sad. I didn't get to experience it at the start because it, that's when I went at its best. And once you finally experience it, once anyone listening has experienced it, or if you've already experienced it, you'll know exactly what I mean. It's god tier. It is. It is. It's so mind blowing. Only Kojima would come up with this. That madman. You know, he might even win Game of the Year. We'll see. Like at the Game Awards, whether or yeah. not you respect the Game Awards, I remember I had a lot of fun watching him last year. Right. I. It's not a matter of whether you're not or you respect them. And it's the same thing with like any of those award shows for like movies, music, whatever. Mm -hmm. You just got to come to realize that it's a 
a popularity contest at, at best. And at worst, it's literally a bunch of insiders just patting each other on the back, stroking right. each other off. It's it, Once you've come to realize that, it doesn't matter. It's not All of these games have already gotten the accolades they need. You know, the people are going to buy them. They've got reviews that have come out about them. People have given them fucking glowing praise. People have given them giant amounts of hate. You know, it's like they already got the accolades they need. They don't need these award shows. These award shows are fuck all. It's just a popularity contest. That's all it is. Right. Um, it's just fun to watch. It's just entertainment. And that's I, all I like it, the announcements. It's like a mini E3, all the new trailers and stuff. Like, I'm yeah, that too. highly confident we're going to see the reveal of the last Smash Bros. DLC pass character. Yep, and I'm hoping I it probably won't be, but I'm so fucking hoping Elden Ring. I need something, dude. I was I, mm. I was expecting it to come out in March. I was gonna try my fucking hardest to get that Animal Crossing and fucking just regret life and having no money in my wallet. And then here you are playing Arcade, no money in your wallet or items yeah. in Arcade. Well, no, I, I got money in the wallet. It's just very <laughs> allocated at the moment. Right, right. But yeah, man, like I'm looking forward to the game awards. I always do. And I appreciate that they exist because gaming like award shows in the past were kind of shitty. Like there was, I think G4 had an award show and G4 I think, had a really small one. And then Spike Spike I, TV. I think this is the same one Spike did. It's just they're not it's not owned by Spike anymore, if I recall correctly. Also, Spike is cringe. Like because, yeah, do you remember their old name? No, the network for men. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the television network for men. Then it was renamed to Spike TV, which is still like a manly name, but like it just screams fragile. Yeah, they had things like Stripperella and uh, oh fuck, what was it? The, this was the one. This was, was like, I know. I know their their target audience was Gen Xers in the early two thousands, but this yeah. this is a show for boomers. Like, oh my god, this to- this entire TV channel is for boomers. <laughs> I mean, like, I won't lie. As a kid, I, I I did find some entertainment out of some of the shows. Oh, I mean, like uncensored. I was That was weird. Yeah. Oh my. My dad seemed okay. So I had a conversation with my dad about Ren and Stimpy, and I'm like, Dad, you realize that show was like not for kids whatsoever. And he's like, Oh yeah, it was kind of gross and weird. But like, no, 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 Dad. There was like nudity and fucking sex and shit. And he's like, No, no, there wasn't. I'm like, Dad, I can fucking go look this up on the internet. I can fucking prove to you real fucking episodes. Had this stuff in it. Actually, I don't know if it was sex, but like they had like nudity and sexual like, innuendos wrapped, you know, within the same whatever. But point. And you say nudity, you mean like penises? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, no, there was, even, there was an episode tits. where a chick had her tits hanging. I'm pretty sure. I, oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I was younger. I it I don't know if I remember correctly. You know, but whatever point. It's just like it was definitely not meant for kids. What we saw on like Teletoon, which is like a, a Canadian television channel may have been censored and not played those episodes, but they existed. And I'm right. sure they probably aired somewhere. Yeah. I found them after the fact. Cause I think like, I forget where the fuck I would have found them. I don't know. Some, you know, somewhere on the internet. It's just wild, man. I, I love that shit though. Like there's uh, like a thousand ways to die. Like they had some good stuff yeah. on the TV show. Their, I hated their that channel so much. That, that was, in my mind, I'm like, they're like, oh, we changed your identities. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you know, you're still mocking people who fucking died, dude. What the fuck? And some of them are so crazy. It's like, you gotta be making this shit up, man. Yeah, like, it's just like, how can in good conscience somebody make this fucking show? Like, I, I mean, dark humor, dark comedy is fine, whatever. But like, they explicitly tell you, no, no, these are real people died these, this way. It's like, yeah, that's great. That's what I want to watch. Thanks. It's like, I liked some of the shows on, on Spike TV, also known as the Network for Men. But like, some of it was pretty cringe. And the fact that that was their identity, that was what their channel existed for, it was also pretty cringe. And the fact that they were the ones doing the video game award show, it's like, okay, 
you're asking for, you know, stuck up journalists in 2019 to like poke fun at you. Yeah. I mean, if only not they that they're had a time not machine. saying they're right, but <laughs> yeah, they're making it really easy for them. So I appreciate that the game wards exist because it's like Dorito Pope is pretty based these days. His show is cool. The award looks cool. It's basically video game Oscars because it didn't exist in any respectable form. And now it's like a legit production every year. Yeah. And I mean, one other thing it does too really well is that it kind of legitimizes the medium. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got our Oscars for video games. Like you can't shit on us anymore. And now all we need is to have K-pop allowed in the music awards. I know. Did you hear about that shit, yeah. man? Like they made a new category for best Korean artists and it's like, what makes them different from regular artists? Why yeah. can't you nominate the most successful band for best artists? Like the fuck? Like a lot of people in the West like it. I mean, I'm not, I'm no fucking like giant fanboy for it all, but like I do like K-pop. It is catchy and fun to listen to. So, a couple of years ago, Ghost got a Grammy for best metal song, and they're a Swedish band. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. So being foreign has no bearing on this, and half the fucking words in their songs are Latin anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not English most of the time, but like, so. Anyway, I'm not sure what we're going to see trailer-wise at the Game Awards, besides probably a character reveal for Smash Bros, which there are so many leaks circulating around. People Some are to be obviously Chief. fake. I'm thinking it's either going, like, judging by the leaks and how legit they do or do not appear, I'm thinking most likely Doom Guy, Also likely Lloyd from Tales of Something. Um, the Red Coat Guy. Yep, Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. There's um some evidence there. Yeah, Japan wants him super bad. Like, super oh, bad. He's at the top of all the polls. And in my mind, I'm like, why? Is there a new game? Did something new happen? But no, the newest thing to happen was when they remastered it and put it on PC. It's like, there's nothing new. Where did Japan get this fucking idea? He's literally topping the polls. I mean, thank you, Japan. I know. He's a cool character, but like, why? Where did this come from? His Echo Fighters could literally be any protagonist from any of the games, too. So that'd be kind of cool. Also, we may get... Uh, some Soul Calibur news because four days ago there was a season two trailer. So there's a season two for Soul Calibur, just like Tekken, right? Yeah. So that means new seasons pass, a big game wide balancing patch because Namco's based and they'll do like seasonal balance patches so you can get used to it, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some really unbalanced characters in fucking Soul Calibur right now. <laughs> yeah, so they tuned it up, and the first uh, character that's going to come with the DLC. Basically, the one that comes with Season 2 and the first one in the future have been announced. And then there's two more unknown. And I think we might get the third announced at Game Awards if Ooh, they give any time to Soul Calibur. That could be cool. So what they announced is Hilde. Oh, fuck, sweet. Yeah, man, I fucking missed her in that. I was like, dude, where is Hilde? Oh, I know. They got her classic costume in the cr made out of creative character parts, and her new outfit is legit. The long hair is a nice touch. She looks great. And then Homaru from Samurai Showdown. Yeah, I mean they're making they're making the rounds, so that makes sense. But like that's wild to me cuz Samurai Showdown has always been 2D Soul Calibur yeah. to me. It's basically a 2D fighter like Street Fighter. It looks like a Street Fighter, but everyone has a weapon. It's 2D Soul Calibur. That's just what it is. Thematically and at least. Yeah. Getting Homaru Mitsurugi is basically Homaru. I'm interested to see how they'll differ 
Yeah, come to think of it, you're right. That is kind of an overlap. I mean... Why couldn't they give us the coughing blue-haired guy? Let it be fair, Mitsurugi's been changed a lot. He doesn't play anywhere anything like he did in 5. Or at least to my remember. It's the same way with Yoshimitsu and Tekken. Not Soul Calibur, but Tekken. Like, they changed him so much. I remember me and yeah, Jordan yeah. went to PAX when Tekken 7 wasn't out yet. There was a booth for Tekken 7, and I fought him with Yoshi and died miserably because all my combos were different. <laughs> And he played a character that he knew where the combos did not change. And I got wrecked. And I was super embarrassed because I yeah. think I'm better at Tekken than he is. But I'll have to prove it one day because uh, we haven't played Tekken since. Uh, me and Jordan, anyway. See, I'm going to make this sacrilegious comment. And even though, because I know Dream and GTA won't listen, they won't listen to the podcast. So I can make this. I feel bad because I, I, I write them off. I, 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 I kind of skirt around. They want me to play their anime fighters like Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear, which I do like Guilty Gear definitely more than I do Blaze Blue. And I want to be able to play them, but I'm just no good at them. I, something about those games just fucking hurts my brain trying to remember them. When it comes to like Soul Calibur, things are fairly easy to wrap my head around. I'm, I'll never be really good at them, but I can at least, you know, learn a little bit here and there. Which makes, like, I fucking wish I could play fighting games with you guys. You'd probably love it, dude. <laughs> They're the only two that play PC fighting games. I don't even think I could stomach playing a fighting game on the PC. I know you plug in a controller and it's fine, but, like, I need a controller. Like, I don't use a fight stick. I, yeah. I prefer the controller for a fighting game in this very niche case. Just because the button inputs are what I like. But, like, one of these days we should get Metal Chicken on here. Because uh, he plays anime fighters. Um, but he plays them in person with people. And it's different. It's not the same thing, mm. right? Um, yeah. And I think he would have some interesting takes that I think you might agree with. But um, he is super pro at Guilty Gear. He's definitely the best person at Guilty Gear that I know in person. But um, that's besides the point. At least we're not playing Mortal Kombat. God, what the fuck happened to Mortal Kombat? Like, it looks cool. I never really liked Mortal Kombat, but like, that was, I guess it was more like a theme thing for me. It just wasn't my thing. I used to be thing. a super dedicated Mortal Kombat fan. Like, my stepdad... You know, he was a big fan of Mortal Kombat. The first one I played was four. Uh, and then I, I went back and played the other ones eventually. Right. But like we, we marched on, I played deadly Alliance when it was brand new. I thought it was like the bees knees. It was like hot shit. I was like, Oh my God, this is a 3d fighter. And it's amazing. I mean, I, I played Tekken before this, but like there was blood splatter and fatalities and the 3d PS2 Mortal Kombat's were amazing. Like deadly Alliance and deception. Some of the funnest fighting games I've ever played. Especially because they have a lot of single-player content. Because there was no online mode. Mortal Kombat Armageddon was rushed. It could have been excellent. It wasn't. It was cool. I, I enjoyed playing it, but there could have been more. That's all it needed was more. It didn't need to be tuned. It just needed more stuff. They went quiet for a long time. And they released MK9. Everyone looks a little cursed. But it was PS3. I mean, <laughs> little, the, yeah. the girls look cursed. Like, oh my god, have you seen Sonya Blade Mortal Kombat 9? She, she looks oh, yeah. like a no, really spooky weird. Barbie doll. Like if, if like the older brother gets a hold of the sister's Barbie doll and like keeps it, you know, keeps it around. Like that's what she looked like. <laughs> and it's like, it was gross. And, um, but it was pretty PS3 graphics and the fatalities have never been better. And the x-ray moves are gruesome and the game modes were fun. I got a lot of in real life play out of Mortal Kombat 9. Uh, Mortal Kombat 10 rolls around and it's like it's more of Mortal Kombat 9. Everyone's wearing a lot more clothes and um, for once it's for the better. The girls don't look like weird Barbie dolls. It was just better all around. And then they made 11. It's unfortunate. I haven't heard much about 11 to be honest. I, I heard 
a little bit because when it is, I was doing Xenoblade mm-hmm. Chronicles on stream. There, uh, there was a guy who uh, apparently it was his main thing, but he really wanted to get into JRPGs. But um, uh, so I, I met him through that. But like, he's just like, oh yeah, no, we're all waiting for it, and that's like the last I heard about it. So with Mortal Kombat Nine, uh, NetherRealm Studios, which is the the studio that spun off from Midway after it went under of Ed Boon and friends to continue the property. Yeah. Right. That's part of the delay between Mortal Kombat Armageddon and nine was getting the rights, I think. But like once they made nine, they had their niche, right? They had their unique place in the fighting game landscape carved out. All the stuff that came before was very experimental and between releases was completely different. So you couldn't really master a character. And that's still true of the new Mortal Kombat's. Characters are very different from release to release, but they're 3D, 2D fighters, much like New Street Fighter. Um, they've been experimenting with a few things between releases. Like I think uh, Mortal Kombat 10, they really they have like styles, so every character has three styles, and you can counter them differently. And then in Mortal Kombat 11, I think you can straight up swap out special moves, like to a more granular degree. Now, um, the reason why they are made this way is because the new Mortal Kombat games print money. And if they win any awards at the Game Awards, this is why. Not because it's a good fighting game, but because they found a really good way to milk fighting game players. Like, yeah, you could do what everyone else does and charge for DLC, right? But like, these, they have the battle pass, they got the microtransactions. Hell, from Mortal, Com- Mortal Kombat 10 up, 10 and 11, you can pay for like instant fatality tokens, so you don't have to like memorize it. You can just do R1, hold R1, press square, and do one, press triangle for the other from any distance. Yep. People will pay like a couple dollars to get like 20 of those. I don't know. Like Ed Boon must either be a genius or have some sort of genius marketer, or social engineering guy in his employ because that game prints money. But I don't think as a fighting game, it's that good. And um, I think um, there could be more to those games than there is like the old days. Because, like, one thing that they do, right, 9, 10, and 11, they have a really cool single player. Like, it's not as good as Mortal Kombat Deception, which has a full free-roaming open-world stop-and-fight RPG of sorts, which is crazy if you think about it. If you haven't played it, it's as crazy as it sounds. Mortal Kombat's 9, 10, and 11, it's like you're watching a movie, but every time two characters fight, the person who wins that fight for the story is who you play as, and then you fight the fight, and you just continue watching the movie. And they're pretty good. Interesting. It's a good watch. They make for great Let's Plays on YouTube. Like, you could just watch it on YouTube and be thoroughly entertained. Because they're really good. It's like, that's smart. That's a good way to do a fighting game campaign. That's even better than Tekken. And I thought after Tekken 4, they had that shit nailed down. I mean, they kind of blew it with 7. 7's good. Don't get me wrong. But uh, they they tried new and different things with their single player that I didn't like. Like, Tekken 4, 5, and 6, like, you pick a character... You get like a little comic book exposition about who they are and what they're up to, why they're here. You fight some dudes, you get an ending. Like, that's all it needed to be. That's enough to make me play every character, you know? Especially when you give me a, a, a theater to, to view all the cutscenes in after I get them the first time. Because then I just want to fill boxes out, you know? Yeah. But Mortal Kombat, they make you sit in for a movie. And it's good and bad. But like, I don't know, I have a lot of feelings about fighting games, man. Like, I feel like they need more offline content. But offline content doesn't pay. But I'm especially mad at Mortal Kombat because they just kind of print money and they don't care. Yeah, the single player movie is cool, but like everything else is microtransaction this and shoving it down your throat. Same as Injustice, because they also made Injustice, if you're familiar with their crimes. Um, not really. I, I don't remember much about Injustice, to be honest. That's okay. 
All you need to know is that in the current state, Injustice and Mortal Kombat both make it to Evo every year because they're popular oh. and they print money. <laughs> but it's like it's hard to respect. It's like it's because it's a very untraditional fighting game. Both of them. We said we we're going to keep this episode short and we didn't. So nope. I, I think we should just stop. It sounds good to me. TLDR. Uh, journalist got wrecked by Richard Lewis. That was cool. And uh, Warframe is about to release the biggest update ever. And Destiny, the, the video game, is like their last expansion apparently sucked. And a lot of people are quitting, even though it's free now. <laughs> we'll expand more on that next time if we still care. Hello. This is the outro. And this time I brought Victim with me. Hey, Victim. Hey, how's it going? So I hear you have a social media account. I do. Whereabouts is that? And what website? What's your handle? I mostly use Twitter at mm underscore victim. And I uh, hear you have a Twitch account. That I do. That is a victim of gaming. At twitch.com. And uh, you you can find me at shitposter.club slash Dylon. And you can find me, technically, at uh, twitter.com slash melonmancy, though I really don't use that account. Like, it's mine. And I use it to vote on the Game Awards, which we talked about in this episode. And yes, I, I did vote. Smash Brothers for Game of the Year. Don't hate. Don't hate. I'd say that's a good That's a good one. It was fair. But uh, you can follow us at all those places. Uh, there's this other guy on our show sometimes named Sarge. He has social media too. You can look at our website for that so he's not fucking here. Thank you for listening. Uh, next time we might have a shitload more people. But we'll see. Thanks. Yeah, I hope you guys all enjoyed.